Hey, this is Drew here with my best friend, Derek, and a very special guest you may remember from some of our favorite past episodes. Jamie, welcome. Hi, thank you for letting me be here. Yes. Um, James is filling in for Ashley this week, who mysteriously lost her voice. So let's hope that comes back in time for the rest of this thrilling six-week period of 2002. This is our first week in a new time zone. And by the way, you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Whew, Derek. When the heck are we this week? Well, today is 2-22-2002. That's where we traveled back to. Exactly <laughs> 20 years before we became too cool for school in 2-22-2022. Nailed it. Today's to-do list includes, <laughs> we're going to play some Sims, see who's on MTV Cribs, hell yeah. Then jam out to some of these new CDs I picked up at Sam Goody, baby. Not Best Buy, sorry. Yeah. Y'all want Avril, Eminem, or Nickelback first? Ew. Hmm. I'll let Jamie choose. Avril. Yeah, good call. <laughs> um, we're going to privately listen to it, not play it for y'all, but um, we did want to let you in on the <laughs> decision-making process. Is that? Let's do a little mini rank the blank here. So Avril, Eminem, or Nickelback? Um, I think Eminem yeah. has a strong case ahead of Avril for full body of work up to, you know, a week ago at the Super Bowl. Yes. I don't know. Eminem Hands has down. a lot of stinker albums. Does he? He has some big hits, but also he has a couple albums that are just like womp womp. You said yeah. stink stinker? Stinkers. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously Nickelback is at number one. Nickelback. Everlasting. Yeah. Eternal. Like, they are pitch perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds like, you know, some order of Avril and Eminem tied for first and then Nickelback coming in at third. Um, since we're having trouble deciding on a winner there, let's just zone out to some MTV Cribs instead. Um, Derek, who's on MTV Cribs this week? None other than Steve-O himself. Oh, let's, let's check it out. Yeah. Let's hit the roof, back. man. Uh, this is my roof. <laughs> One look off my roof, and you can tell you could not be more in the middle of Hollywood. <sighs> the good thing about the roof is all the rad bros on it. Uh, yeah, dude. What's up, brother? Yeah, he is. Yeah, dude. That's pretty, pretty safe to say that we're living the dream over here. <laughs> so we need to describe a little bit of the the scenery in this episode of Cribs. Compare... Uh, in contrast to a typical episode where you're seeing this perfectly like maintained mansion uh, that's had like an interior designer do a full like staging before the cameras show up. The jackass house, as you might imagine, is a straight up frat party at all times. They've got skate ramps. They've got pubes all over the bathroom. Johnny Knoxville is crushing like two beers at once. He's like double fisting. Steve is clearly fucked up <laughs> uh, am i missing anything Derek? um no he is fucked up for sure yeah i think his eye is swollen as well from jumping into his ceiling fan yeah. in the episode naturally yeah, yeah. <laughs> from being a jackass yeah 
Indeed. Um, well, cool. Yeah, that was a, a good way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just just browing out hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what's playing on the small screen in our new time period. What is playing at the uh, Cineplex this week, Derek? Well, we passed by it earlier, and apparently last week, Britney Spears yeah. made That's her one. big debut with Crossroads. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Drew? Jamie, did you see that movie? Uh, I've seen it, yeah. It's yeah. a wild ride. Hmm. Well, what's, well it, what's the plot synopsis? Because this might jog our, mem- <laughs> jog uh, our memories. <laughs> three teenage girls on a road trip where they wait for it, uh, find themselves and friendship all along the way. Wow. So sweet. They're yeah. at a crossroads Who in are their in? lives. <laughs> Incredible. I mean, which one do you think they pick themselves or their friends? Oh, it says and. So I guess you can have it. You can have it all. It's not either or or and or it's do they, you they found both. Did you like see this movie in theaters or anything, Jamie? No, no. no. I remember it being I mean, Brittany was at the peak of her powers. And I certainly remember this being a um, event of sorts, but also people were almost rooting one of those situations where they were are there was already early signs of people rooting for her to fail. I mean, clearly it wasn't like a um, the highest quality movie, but people didn't really seem to go into it hoping for the <laughs> hoping to have fun with it. At least that's kind of how I remember it. Um, it was immediately like just ridiculed. So enough about Brittany. Is there anything else playing at the theater, Derek? No, we're actually going to go watch Crossroads. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Critics are cheering Crossroads. You can't go to Los Angeles by yourself. Come with me. <laughs> it's an enjoyable film that really touches on the... Cr- Not. It's enjoyable. Well, that's a, that's a pretty big endorsement. That's high praise. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maybe. yeah, we're definitely not going to see Crossroads. It is... Okay. The season for musical artists breaking into the movie biz, obviously. So, <clears throat> when unfortunately, did from Justin to Kelly come out? Mm, later, Is that also sure. around this time. Probably a few few years later, because hmm. yeah, American Idol wasn't even started yet, or what? Yeah, I'm not sure. Sorry, um, didn't mean to interrupt. It's okay. 2003, is, one year later. This is just, this is a very tough job, James, <laughs> and you're making it very difficult. That's why I'm here. Anymore. To ruin everyone's day. <laughs> well, speaking of. <laughs> so uh, tis the season for musical artists breaking into movie business in this uh, in this age. So unfortunately, in this case, it'll be the first and only movie role of Aaliyah's career. Uh, the poster pays its respects. Pretty dope, uh, I guess. Yeah. Um, just, you want to describe the poster at all? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> So you've got uh, Aaliyah looking sharp as fuck as a queen vampire, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the mother of all vampires. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got Stuart Townsend behind it, behind her. And yeah, it's a pretty dark kind of gothic looking poster. It's pretty cool. Yeah, at least it puts her in the front and puts him in the back where he belongs. Yeah. And she also has, has um, uh, at this age, what is she, 20 when she makes this? 21? Mm-hmm. Um, She's got one word naming rights already. So it's Stuart Townsend, whose name takes up uh, two thirds of the po- the top of the poster. And then, oh, yeah, single, single <laughs> name. So already 
already a badass queen. Um, unfortunately, all she, all she wants yeah. is hell on earth. Yeah. Yeah. We get kind of three taglines <laughs> because the title of the movie serves as one <laughs> as well. So she's a mother, she's a queen and she's bringing hell. So let's go. Akasha, mother of all vampires. If looks can kill, she will leave you cold. Aaliyah, Stuart Townsend, Anne Rice's Queen of the Damned. Soundtrack on Warner Sunset Warner Brothers Reprise Records features the single Cold by Static X and original songs by Jonathan Davis and Richard Gibbs. Performed by David Draymond of Disturbed, Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park, Jay Gordon of Orgy, and Marilyn Manson. Fear me. Now playing. Do they not shout out the corn dude in that? They did. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, obviously that trailer. um, We're just out of the theater, by the way. It was quite the um, parade of leather punks and, you know, some uh, black eyeliner, short, choppy, asymmetrical haircuts, um, whatever, like um, Pete Wentz, however you would describe his, his style at this time um a lot of a lot of people emulating that um including derek leather daddy derek is back in full <laughs> you know it yeah i brought up um, all my all my black clothing for this one and black eyeliner so yeah yeah so when you get out of a movie like this sometimes you need some time to fully appreciate let it sink in process your thoughts so i understand if y'all are still taking it all in because there was so much substance to this <laughs> vampire tale, but how are y'all, how are y'all feeling? Did you, um, did you have a good time at this, uh, at this dark screening? Well, you know how, when you see a film and it kind of changes the, uh, <laughs> changes the, traje- the trajectory of your day, it kind yeah. of, it did not do that for me. Oh, well, <laughs> that's good though. It didn't, it didn't take it down no, either. It- <laughs> It just it's just flatlined. <laughs> the music was good. Yeah, the music was uh present. Um Very I was uh, I'm bad at like music stuff in general, but also just trying to describe genres. What is this genre of music? Alternate rock? Like yes. what is metal? Yeah, it's like uh, it's, it's between metal, metal and hardcore. Like it's it's kind of hardcore, but it's accessible. Um, I mean, this was like popular music for it was relatively mainstream. So aggressive metal hmm. is okay. a thing. Pop metal. Yeah. I mean, it's trying to be really hardcore, as we'll hear in some of the the lyrics of of these songs. The main character. Oh, Jamie, I guess I didn't I didn't let you answer. How was your what's your just immediate gut response to this uh, epic vampire movie? Uh, I came out of it very dazed, Mm. very confused. Oh, great movie. (laughs) And also, I loved it. I don't know. Oh, okay, good. I didn't love it. It's not a good movie. (laughs) But I didn't want to kill myself after, which is also a pretty good endorsement, I think. Yeah, at it. I mean, it's, so you loved uh, it, but didn't love it, and you didn't kill yourself afterwards. No. That's uh, I'm you were of... laughing. You were laughing a lot. Okay, because I have a hot take about this movie, but we'll, go, we can yeah. talk about it later. No, go for it. No? Go yeah. for it now. Let's. Uh, yeah. I I think this movie is a comedy, 
and it's not marketed that way and it wasn't filmed that way but ultimately it's a comedy nobody knew they were making a comedy exactly i would watch a documentary about the making of this movie because i think it's there was some whack stuff happening and amazing things and that would almost be more interesting there's a quite a lot of behind the scenes footage available because um well they were filming interviews with everyone uh, we just need to address up front Aaliyah died like a year before this movie came out so they had filmed her scenes but they weren't they were going to go back and like add um do ADR for her for her dialogue so they were going to add a lot more um of you know her actually talking in the movie because it barely happens so they tried to bring in her brother apparently to to record some of that which is interesting but I guess they wanted to keep it in the family and try to be respectful about it um I don't know if the movie was delayed because of her death as well um because that seems like a long time for it to be you know waiting to come out but anyway tragic uh tragic plane crash that that interrupted you know what was the start potentially of a of a promising career obviously she's already a super successful um pop musical artist but some potential done it yeah she committed potential. so hard to this role like i would have loved yeah you know in another world yeah and i didn't want to rain on your comedy parade i just felt like we needed to we needed to touch on that um well, for sure but it is th this is one of those movies and you're a connoisseur of these type of movies, if you don't mind me saying, um, I like really fun movies. That what you're uh, saying? Unintentionally, like really cool, really fun, really critically acclaimed movies. I have good taste. Yeah, I get uh, it. You got good. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, you had you had us um, most of that most of the way mm. through that statement. Um, <laughs> no, you are a you are an appreciate appreciator of like all types of cinema, including yeah, that's a good the. Way to put it the unintentionally like good bad movie um this is stretching that definition a little bit because i feel like derek's response is probably a pretty common one where they don't lean in to finding the the funny bits and the the, the entertainment value to be had here there's definitely a way to just kind of uh lackadaisically go about your way through this movie and, and perk up a few times when yeah. Aaliyah shows up at the vampire club and rips some dude's heart yeah, out and part. just starts exploding <laughs> people on on fire. That's also um, really funny because the trailer and the soundtrack, the song is called Cold and they made a point of it. Like if looks could kill, she would leave you cold or something like that, yeah. right? But she definitely looks at people and they blow up into fiery explosions, which is the opposite of what they're pushing yeah I, I we, we actually funny. have a we have a clip from that it's gonna be hard for you to see what's happening um <laughs> and as we mentioned she doesn't really talk but is it you can, hard or perhaps impossible yeah well i mean that's you have to use your imagination when you hear like squirting sounds just picture blood flying I like um, how you said squirting <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it a onomatopoeia all right, all right. squirt that clip through dirt <laughs> this type of music <laughs> whatever you call this it's crazy that derek's wearing I'm the same Jesse. bodice 
is the leader in this. They both look great. <laughs> Wait, are we waiting for squirts? Uh, we might have missed the squirt. There's also... Yeah, that's good. That's enough. Um, that's just a little taste of the the soundtrack. It's also yeah. there. You go. There's some. There's some good. Oh, a squirt of Mars. Stop it. Um, Ew. Yeah. So we can. <laughs> Is that your squirt? <laughs> it's just a, a sound from a film that's just <laughs> funny. Horrible. We can ADR the squirts in um, later in post. Perfect. Uh, so. She she rolls into this club, uh, you know, all these hardcore, seemingly hardcore vampires dressed in leather and mostly shirtless. Um, and then she just immediately commands the room. Somebody comes up to her, kind of like grinding or dancing with her, and she rips his heart out yes. and takes a big bite. Oh, I think I heard it that time. There you go. I might have oversold the squirt. <laughs> nope, there's yep, that's something. Oh. All right. Yeah, that's dirty. That's great. They could have done a little job, better job, sound mixing. You know, balancing out the the intense lyrical stylings with the squirts. But anyway, um, <laughs> she takes a big bite out of someone's heart, not metaphorically speaking. And then crashes it into dust. Mm. I would have, this was an R rated movie and I had a few moments like that, but I get a lot of entertainment value out of fun gore. It had like one or two moments of that. Um, what was it that you found so hilarious about this movie, <laughs> Jamie? I don't know. It was just such a mess. Yeah. And it felt like everyone was in a different kind of movie. <laughs> Like everyone was given a different script and a different tone. Right. They all just were sh mashed together. And there are just some tiny moments in it that I think are just very entertaining. There's one moment where uh, what's his face's maker friend is just on stage, like golf clapping at a concert. Yeah. And I think it's hysterical. <laughs> like, it's so funny to me. At a progressive metal concert. Yeah. Like where everyone is so like. Like mosh pits. Yeah. And Leather spiked. And yeah. This guy's just it's like Lollapalooza. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like having a nice little time. It's so good. And also the effects are nonsensical and amazing. Like, I don't know. I, I think what would have made this like absolutely uh, um, a surefire success for inter from an entertainment value standpoint would have been if they had just made it's the whole premise of this movie is that Lestat, the character from um, the Anne Rice novels and interview with the vampire. Did we determine it was the Brad Pitt character in interview? No, I think it's Tom Cruise actually. Okay. Um, now you have me all turned around, but anyway, the main vampire from her um, novels and a few film adaptations is uh, ready to come out of hiding. So they've got this like, you know, unwritten rule in the vampire community not to let people know who you are but Lestat Stuart Townsend's character in this has decided to become an international rock star so it's called Lestat and the Vampires is that the name of his band no, I think it's called the Vampire Lestat 
Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> <laughs> also, his intro. Yeah. There's like so much voiceover of them just like emo. Oh, God. There's so much voiceover. Their period. Vo- their emotional, just straight up emo nonsense voiceovers are so funny, so dramatic. And then his intro, he like crashes into this like metal grungy band rehearsing where they don't seemingly have a lead singer. Yeah. And he sings something and everyone's like, what and then it just like slowly pans to him and he's just laying out like he's <laughs> burt reynolds in that like playgirl like naked bearskin rug you know spread with like his chest out shirt <laughs> flowing and he's like just like hey what's up i'm now your lead singer and it's it's just hilarious it, that part yeah it's okay. comedy gold yeah and then he eats them he turns no. them into vampires right no that's oh. why they run away during their that's why they can they traveled. I'm assuming that's why he sent them to travel to London at some point and didn't go with them. And right. also um they ran away during the big confrontation vampire scene. Okay. Yeah. So it's the thrust of this movie is that it's like and there it could have no been thrusting. Oh, there was thrusting. There's some light thrusting and dusting, but and it could have been thrusting. It could have been yeah, heavily implied under the rose petal <laughs> bathtub that they were soaking in. Mm-hmm. So it could have been like Josie and the Pussycats or yeah, that thing you classic. do yeah, or cool. like Crossroads. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> where they like make this a band, a hilarious like vampire band movie, like follow the the trajectory of the vampire Lestat is ascendant rise into superstardom and he's you know touring around the country and collecting groupies and but it's just kind of like glosses over that stuff it starts when he's i guess already achieved success and other vampires are mad that he's um come out publicly vampireness yeah exactly he's ignoring the the code of conduct literally daring them to come out and play he says come out and yeah. play like 60 times <laughs> yep and they do so they mm-hmm. they all converge on him and at the same time we're getting like or uh concurrent to this we're flashing back to see Lestat's origin story so uh, marius is the vampire that turned him and then kind of like grooms him and, and teaches him how to be a vampire but Lestat's just got this like flamboyance and flair from a immediate age um, shows a lot of promise and leadership in the vampire community but has this cocky arrogant side that it could potentially be his undoing so he first meets Akasha in um, Mar and she's like entombed in like a stone statue and he bites her um and gets a taste of like well, how he powerful brings her she is to life slowly he, with his music remember right yes yes exactly his so power. is he playing what's he playing violin or something violin yeah yeah oh right so we get that great campfire like we got this like oh beach yeah the jam sesh. yeah like <laughs> a, a hippie um music circle in like the 1700s or something and he picks up a violin and uses his super vampire reflex powers to um just play it faster and harder and more 
passionately mm-hmm. than any and than anyone um could imagine and then he falls in love with this woman who's uh performing at the at the campfire and then and has to kill her <laughs> because he they they realize that he's uh got some kind of superpowers or something so yeah tragic um before we get too much further along should we go ahead and talk about uh the jamie movie shot drinking club rules okay let's do it club okay um so for this movie we have a couple of drinking rules just a handful of little really rules Hmm. okay so anytime these things happen you take a drink so first rule is anytime there are since we've been talking about music anytime there is beat these big music moments so anytime like Lestat kind of plays music or anytime there's a big soundtrack moment that turns the movie into a music video mm-hmm. drink. Yep. We need um, more of those. Happens quite yeah. a lot. Yep. I mean, it's basically a one long music video. Yep. Frankly, they could have taken out all of the dialogue and maybe yeah. then people would have liked it. Did MTV um, studios make this? It feels like it, but, um, and then the rule number two is anytime there is a bold leather look. Okay, so we'll drink for Derek the whole episode. Yeah, exactly. So just just keep keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you can pick and choose because like there are big, you know, concert scenes where pretty much everyone is wearing leather. But a specific leather bold look, go for it. Go to town. Yeah. And then number three is uh, vampire blurries, which mm. is anytime you see a vampire superpower of like moving very quickly, but it also looks very slow. <laughs> it's a well it's that's a very strange special effect and it it warms my heart and you drink anytime you see it that's a perfect that's exactly what i wanted to talk about next um we are in the sweet spot of you know mid-budget movies trying to experiment with new special effects and pretty much failing spectacular spectacularly um this is only months before Spider-Man comes out. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. There are movies that are pushing the boundaries of what you can do in a in a really um, uh, profound way. This movie is spectacularly. Just... Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, just a just ADR all everything I'm trying to say um, ideally. Um, so it's it's horrible i mean it's horribly cheesy this goes to the entertainment value though if you want to i'm not saying i didn't enjoy it but there's no way to take this movie seriously when you have vampires like shimmying up the wall and then slowly like falling backwards down onto their victims um it's also like specifically when they're supposed to be moving fast they turn into like these long train like this long string of like blurred motion that sort of just looks like a smokestack spread out you know they're all wearing black anyway but also they don't (laughs) seem to actually be moving any faster doing it it's like real time but you just can't see them anymore and then also there's like a weird like slowed down helicopter choppy noise to like show you that they're going super fast why don't you sing your favorite part of that that metal song it kind of goes ready ready yeah yeah so just imagine (laughs) imagine them moving to that in that in that the motion that 
coincides with that sound. Can we just loop <laughs> me doing that over and over yeah. for the rest of the episode? <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, a lot it's of that. So fun! It's so fun. And like, so there was the one scene that looked like realistic um, special effects when she rips the heart out and eats it. it. Like the that's where blood, they spent all their money. The blood looks real, but then immediately she squ- squishes it in her hand and it turns to dust. And then vampires start like um, running at her. And then they just like, she's able to just kind Explode of like them. burst them into flames and, yeah. and none of that looks realistic at all. Um, it really does undermine like this movie certainly doesn't know how silly it looks and it's taking itself really seriously. And, and um, it's just, it's this music, the, the soundtrack that was, or the, the type of music that was popular at the time. And we probably all listened to, to some, to some extent is the same way it like, it's funny and entertaining, especially Nickelback, which isn't the same genre, but bands that are taking themselves like the lyrics that you heard in that in that clip um why is it so hard for me to what every time i touch you i die inside (laughs) i mean i get it yeah well yeah i mean of course but um anyway it's just like it's stuff that takes itself really seriously and but is completely earnest and tone deaf about it which can be really fun to watch um it's like cringe but also there's something very lovable about it i don't know exactly yeah walking a line that i'm 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 very confused by but i lean towards just like being endeared by it you know for the people that really love this music it hits their heartstrings Mm -hmm. in some sort of way so and they're so unafraid to like really sink into it yeah and that's like that's very admirable i don't know i agree yeah i don't want to take anything away from hardcore fans because of the i don't think there's any hardcore fans of this movie um by the way but of the of the music featured in this movie because yeah it's very personal like what what you connect with on a deep emotional level with popular art for marilyn manson fuck that guy yeah yeah um certainly had a uh reign of of terror and um popularity at this time is this the second movie this year that he's sort of halfway featured in. Yeah, Jawbreak. Well, so in our well, he's last, actually in six... that one, but soundtrack wise, he's in this one. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 his height of his popularity for sure. Um, but yeah, so we've got we've talked about the soundtrack. We have talked about Aaliyah a little bit off and on, but what can we note um, and celebrate about her performance here? Everything. Because yeah uh, uh yeah because she is all the faults of the movie aside um she is making the most mm. of the material and the unfortunately limited kind of um character development or or yeah. you know dialogue that she's given which is none um, she loves it like you just there's something very compelling about Mm -hmm. her performance just because she commits so hard and she's looking like she's having so much fun there's something about seeing an actor like have fun with what they're doing that is it's energizing you know like i don't know i loved every moment she was on yeah they make a they do a pretty aside from when she's just a stone um statue it's like 30 40 minutes before that club scene where she she arrives in the flesh right yeah, they they hold it back for quite a while, and then she 
she's appears on and off, but you know, like she's not in that many total minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And I mean, yeah, every time she's on screen, she moves like a um, cobra. So like she like walks with her lower body controlled, but her upper body is like slinking uh, back and forth and she looks amazing of course. And it's just like, she commands the power on screen that her character is supposed to have and everyone else in the movie seems like they're cosplaying um like vampire Stuart townsend uh in particular like it's fun because he's being this like emo pretty boy um rock star whatever but he doesn't have any kind of legitimate um power it, it it's yeah. yeah yeah exactly and with as little as she's given she is just drawing you in to her her vortex so she steals every moment yeah um let's talk about the big uh concert conclusion so they gather everyone up for this outdoor music festival um people are you know traveling in valley yeah in death valley and yeah perfectly subtly named yeah you get it (laughs) (laughs) and uh so uh, all the vampires are converging lestat goes on stage actually let's let's hear a little bit of that performance and then we'll describe the chaos that ensues we already listened to it earlier no this is the concert clip yeah we listened oh you played that one too yeah it sounded the same um (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um so, okay, so Lestat, the the vampire Lestat, makes his big um, public debut because they've they've got like they've released a couple albums, I guess, but they've never performed. Don't they say that yeah, in the movie? Something like that. This yeah. is going to be his one and only performance. performance. So, the, building a ton of hype, um, he lives up to it for a minute, and then all these vampires start like popping up in the crowd, and do they start attacking him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's very funny about it is they attack him for like coming out of the vampire closet essentially to the world, right? And they're mad at him yeah. for being like, hey, we're vampires. We're not supposed to tell anyone. So shush. But then they attack him in a very public forum proving that there are a lot of vampires. Yep. And just like proving his point in which like I don't think he's actually done anything yet to be like uh, prove to the public that he is a vampire. I don't know that everyone truly buys it yet, but by them attacking him, they just confirm it for everyone, which seems to oppose the original reason they were mad at him. Wow. You, you, you managed to find a plot hole. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that makes no sense. You're right. No. I mean, I guess they don't have any choice because they, can't track him down at his you know swanky p- pad in the hollywood hills or, yeah. or whatever where uh if Marius they had just finds attacked him. him after the concert and no one had attacked him there people would just be like oh this is just a shtick he's just a crazy person right it's just special effects but then you get a bunch of you know vampires slow mo slow mo blurry rushing on you and it's like <laughs> well that's wow, harder wow, wow, wow. to yeah that's harder to kind of explain away Totally. And then as if that wasn't convincing enough, Akasha shows up and crashes the concert. She 
comes up from under the stage or down into it how does she i don't even remember she like explodes the stage sort of that sounds right and then oh sorry keep going i you remember no no something else that just (laughs) another wild weird thing happened that just the vampire council people come in all of a sudden that we've never heard from right yeah so So then we spend the rest of the movie with we haven't even talked about what's the character's name who is like um stalking lestat basically she's i don't remember charlie yeah her name her name's jesse um she's from (laughs) she's from mighty ducks shout out to krampus right there mighty ducks yeah Uh, yes she is uh in one and two but not three i think yeah yeah she's the girl on the team um the first girl on the team right yeah <laughs> well was there more than one anyway yes. doesn't matter Two and three, um, there is another girl and she's a goalie and she's great oh right of course oh, yeah hell yeah um what's her name so cat wildcat something cat yeah. i don't hmm. know she's badass mm-hmm. so jesse so- is following uh, lestat around trying to get information because her aunt was a vamp is a vampire but and she doesn't know much about her parentage or she knows that like there's something in her family line that's connected to him or connected to this vampire subculture it's very poorly explained in the movie so pardon me for um (laughs) doing my best to summarize it's not important um but there is this whole kind of like convoluted subplot in vampire society that is trying to um take down or you know keep Lestat at bay and and once Akasha is in the picture they have to fight her as well um before we get to the the final showdown there I I guess I guess I saw this coming or didn't really like I don't know if I'd call it a twist but um Aaliyah's character the queen of the damned is not there at the concert to kill Lestat. She's there to have Rock. him be her replacement lover. Because <laughs> she yeah. lost she lost her first true love. They were just like... No, she ate her first true love. Well, that's one way to put it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had a good run. Um, and they were destroying and, and demolishing. Uh, they were creating hell on earth, as the poster promised. Mm-hmm. But he got bored. Yeah. So she ate him. No, then he turned into stone. And then without him around, she also turned into stone. Right. And then Lestat brought her back with his passionate music. Yes. And like re-energized her. And then she ate her lover, turned him into crumbly stone. He didn't come back. I don't know. So she needed a new lover. I mean, is that why they cast a, a musical artist? Because it was important to her, the character's motivation. I just feel like no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't cast a musical artist in the lead vampire role. They also <laughs> cast a very famous, very uh, like successful musical artist and did not let her sing or yeah. have a song anywhere. I don't think. I don't think she's even on the soundtrack, right? Doesn't I don't matter. Y- yeah, well, they, I mean, I think they had a plan to do that, and then, oh, and then right, yeah. There's no way, even if you're just looking at it from a cynical perspective, that that's that's the thing that is most marketable about her. So there's no way they would have like purposely 
not exploited her <laughs> musical talents. I mean, I say exploit just because like, if you want to look at it from a cynical standpoint, they would have still, they would have still done it if they had the chance. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, she just doesn't unfortunately get to show off all of her talents on the screen, but they, they do, um, uh, leave the concert and fly off to some, um, beautiful vacation home and have some romance. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they go outside in the courtyard and the beach is just littered with bodies <laughs> because she got hungry in the middle of the night or something and went out and yeah. ate everyone. I am shocked. This is a rated R movie. What do you mean? It there's shouldn't just, be right. Yeah. There's very yeah. little blood or violence. Even all of the violence is very yeah. like cartoonish. And then there aren't any, there's no like language. No, like, I I'm, don't think they even use their one. F-bomb. I think that clip yeah. we well that clip we played it's in the lyrics of one of the songs. Okay, well that's I easily. I fucking want to die. Maybe it's because Nick. all the music <laughs> on the soundtrack was um, just so hard. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that well, is a racing noise that would needs to be wah, 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 censored wah. for sure. Yeah, um, and there's like one sexy time moment and nothing is visible in any way you know it's yep. all implied sexiness and it's weird i don't yeah, know yeah there's like I'm, an american I'm honestly shocked that it's rated r yeah i mean it well there was yeah we, we we've covered it there was that one gory heart scene but none of the other gore was realistic at all so it could have gotten away with a pg-13 cut you would think yeah. but, indiana no. jones was pg-13 right and there was a heart Sure. As well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it is. I mean, like, we were, a bit surprising, but I think the we were watching Jaws on TV the other day, and I was worried it was going to be edited when they eat the <laughs> the shark. Oh yeah. Eats the guy at the end, and that's squirting blood left and right out of out of his chest cavity. Hella squirts. Yeah. Oh yeah. There it is again. Um, that's a that's a drink too. Um, they're <laughs> squirting out of his leather suit right as we speak. So let's wrap this up. I don't know if we need to talk too much about the 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 final fight scene it's Aaliyah and Stuart Townsend versus the Jesse character and the other um vampire fighting councils people and they how do they kill her they they drain her but also this is a weird thing in the vampire lore apparently that they just sort of drop at the no I guess they mention it at the beginning when what's his face turns for the first time um whoever drinks the last drop of blood from a body also dies right question mark you can't yes kill. you can never you can't kill you, by feeding you can kill them but you can you, kill them but you can't drain them completely apparently yeah you have to have some restraint i think it's like to show you that kill them <laughs> leave a little you bit can, of blood yeah exactly like it doesn't make sense if you're <laughs> if you can kill them then who cares if you take the last sip there's no difference well, it's probably just a plot contrivance so that they can have this this climax where the stakes yeah. are Stuart Townsend draining her, but having to well, he doesn't die. Um no, it's he the queen drain her. It's the queen of the council, um, Jesse's aunt or whatever, who drains her yeah. and she turns the stone. Yeah, they're all afraid they can't actually kill Akasha because whoever takes the last sip of her will die too. Yeah. But then it's, they say that since Jesse's aunt takes the last sip and she turns into a beautiful statue, 
they don't say she's dead. They're like, oh, now she's just resting. She's sleeping or something like that, which is until like, the next big yeah. artist comes out. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure the sequel's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um in two, 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 two. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, this is uh a classic example, this final fight scene and all the scenes with the with Aaliyah's Akasha character we have no real sense of how powerful she is because she can just explode people at will. And yet they can also put up a fight against her when they're like, you know, tag teaming two or three against one, but she but should also, just be yeah. able to like, when she them. does, when she does manage to shake off the vampires at the end, they end up also just dying. Right. She does kill a couple of them. Yeah. By just, um, knocking them off yeah yeah so it's really not not clear how powerful she is i mean she's super powerful when she wants to be and then other times she's vulnerable so they dispose of her with relative ease considering everything we've seen up to that point but mercifully that's where the movie ends so we all (laughs) there's a silver lining (laughs) the credits start rolling jesse Um, becomes a vampire vampire right right oh yeah and did she live happily ever after with lestat i guess even yeah. though this is a very gay movie and i'm yep it's wonderful and beautiful but like there is more chemistry between all of the male characters than there is between any of the supposed love interests yeah you were shipping funny. marius and lestat pretty Absolutely. hard yeah they were super horny for each other yeah. get it <laughs> they looked great together I think that the performance from the Marius dude, um, let's see what his name is. Vincent Perez uh, was pretty, he was like, he seems like hitting the the campy-ish yeah. tone a little I better than, than Stuart Townsend's performance. So he was pretty good. Yeah. Aside um, from obviously Aaliyah, he was yeah. my favorite. Yeah. All right. Well, um, in lieu of Ashley's uh, being here, <laughs> we don't have a full poetry corner but she did send in a brief poem that she started to write before she lost her voice and her ability to write so um i'm sure she'll be she'll be restored and and drink from whatever uh blood source she needs to to rejuvenate herself but derek do you want to read her poem or do you want me to well i edited it edited it um yeah, I'll read Go it. Go for it. It doesn't make yes. any sense. I'm going to read what she sent us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Queen of the Damned, not really, starring Aaliyah. Who you is deadly, and to her king, she said, see ya. <laughs> I mean, I guess all you need to wake up from the dead is, am I reading this wrong? Yeah. <laughs> is the sound of a gnarly metal band in your head. Okay, let me try this one more time. <laughs> Queen of the Damned, not really, starring Aaliyah. Who you is deadly, and to her king, she said, see ya. I mean, I guess all you need to wake up from the dead. Yeah, she, it's horrible, right? Okay, well, you're not getting the timing right. Maybe I don't it's think. because you need to go, and then yeah, sing it. Queen of the damned. Okay, now I was going to start rapping. Drew, how about you do it? Let's hear it. <laughs> Replace the commas with wah, 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 wahs. Um, <laughs> Queen of the damned, not really, starring Aaliyah, who was deadly, and to her king, she said, see ya. I mean, I guess all you need to wake up from the dead is the sound of a gnarly metal band in your head the oh, end okay there was some there was some flow there but we're all we're all butchering ashley's beautiful she's the poetry. only one yeah. who can do it i i read differently <laughs> you're special um so let's um 
pause our discussion of Queen of the Dead for now and we'll come damned. back to it briefly. Yeah, Queen of the Dead, damn, done for now. Um, and do a little segment we like to call Rank the Blank, sponsored this week, not really, ever, but one day, maybe we'll have a sponsor. Sponsored by EW Magazine, the print version. Oh my God, I have something about this. Yeah, um, let's let's play an ad from our glorious, not real sponsor, Derek. Brace your ears. I don't know how loud this is going to be. I am Drew, and I loved every part of this amazing and spectacular film. However, we should take a break and move on to our Faravu Ariyada AI segment, <laughs> Rank the Blank. But first, Loving a word ADR. from our fake sponsor, I always use that many W's. The next eight weeks of entertainment. There's great stuff coming up you won't want to miss. And now, Entertainment Weekly will give you this exclusive offer. Just call now and you'll get eight free trial issues of Entertainment Weekly. And you can have exclusive access to Entertainment Weekly's advanced movie screenings free. Entertainment Weekly is fun and fresh with the inside scoop on all the new releases. Call now. New releases. That is a special shout out to us. Yeah, thank you. EW Magazine for not really sponsoring Rank the Blank. This week's topic, um, well, I guess I should say what Rank the Blank is. It's where we pick a topic. Wait, wait, can I mention something about? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Entertainment Weekly was my favorite magazine growing up. Like, obviously, I went through a highlights phase as a young one. Oh, yeah. And then like a Reader's Digest phase. Hmm, Great jokes in there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Best part of the best part of it. And then like, I don't know, fifth grade, sixth grade, teenage years that I loved Entertainment Weekly. And I would get one every week and I would cut out the things I liked and I loved like the movie quote section. And also um, I got a subscription, mm-hmm. like some deal, like essentially what they're Eight saying. Eight weeks free. Maybe I did that deal, right? In like college when I had my own money. Sure. And then I did it and then I kept getting it. And my car expired or something. <laughs> anyway, there's a good chance there's a loan shark after me. Right. Like I'm still super in debt to Entertainment Weekly because. Oh, that's what EW is? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's like, not EW magazine. <laughs> I like didn't pay for it. Like I went like I went on the run. I went on the lamb essentially from my bills for getting e-weekly. Would you like credit. to give them a current address right now as, there, as a sponsor? This is okay. anonymous. This is all yeah. alleged as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, allegedly and hypothetically, I may or may not have uh, been sent to debtor's prison because I owed e-weekly money. Well, the the good thing is you're still a huge fan. So oh, that's yeah, all that absolutely. matters. Yeah. Um, Derek and I were reading uh tips and tricks and what were some of the other video game magazines of the time oh, um, man. game I, I want to say game shark but that was just a yeah yeah i was That's the uh, one with the green lettering wasn't there like a gaming magazine with green lettering yeah we're losing our game cred here mm-hmm. even though derek's the gamer not me but but anyway, jamie was talking <laughs> about throw him under the bus <laughs> Jamie was talking about her favorite magazines. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, EW I, oh, skateboarding magazines for sure, dude. Uh, oh, okay. Cosmo Girl also had a run. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, under your bed. 
No. All right. Well, Rank the Blank is where we pick a magazine inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorite issues. Just kidding. It is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. See, Derek, favorites is right in the setup. So this week's topic, favorite performance by a musician turned actor. A few little criteria notes here. It helps in my opinion if you think of them kind of as a musician first that their movie career hasn't transcended their um their music career so they're still like a musician first and then well, then yours doesn't count um yeah maybe you're right actually well never mind let's, let's forget that. it let's let's forget that criteria <laughs> and then um good mad good bad movie performances highly encouraged because we want to be fair to the <laughs> movie that inspired the list um I can name a couple that we didn't uh, that we didn't choose as honorable mentions. You've got Madonna, of course. You've got um, Meatloaf Jess. is in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Is yeah, right? yeah, that and he's in this someone? horror movie called um, Curtains, which is good. Um, Timberlake, of course. Will hey. Smith. Yeah. Hey, Will Smith. Huh? Take, that, take that one back. That's mine. Timberlake. Yeah. Oh, Alpha Dog. Well, you didn't have to uh... say that. I mean, you can. No, um, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Beyonce, of course. She's mm-hmm. in one of your favorite movies, Jamie. Yeah, The Pink Panther starring Steve Martin. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Dolly Parton, I think. Reba oh, McIntyre, Tremors. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wahlberg, he definitely has become known as more of an Steve actor Martin. than a musician, if he was ever really <laughs> known as a musician. So, yeah. Those are some ones that we did not pick aside from me spoiling Derek's. And um, if you want to join in on the fun of rank the blank, you can follow us on Instagram. And um, when Ashley gets her voice and hands and feet working again, she can um, post little polls each week at new release podcast on Instagram. And you can submit your answers and we may just read it on air. EW magazine. sponsors (laughs) sponsors <laughs> segment um just kidding so our nominees the first one is the movie itself so Aaliyah as queen of the damned we've talked about her quite a bit um queen of our hearts queen of our hearts queen of the segment queen of um the afterlife unfortunately um jamie what is your choice mm. uh my choice is also the late and great david bowie <laughs> i was trying to i'm it made it sound like i was also just saying Aaliyah again mm. anyway it doesn't matter uh david the bowie. pause was very dramatic yeah david bowie from labyrinth is my choice because i think he's wonderful in it he commits he when he sings in the movie he emotes in a way that makes you feel it just makes you feel what he's feeling which i think is really cool I've heard from other females that it makes you feel all sorts of things. Yeah, because of uh, <laughs> his his uh, his presence, uh-huh. you know, yep. his Singular. bulgy, beautiful presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now he, um, this is not a case uh, like Queen of the Damned where they underutilize his uh, all of his talents. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of 
breaking out into into song performance in this. It's a, just a a really a theatrical movie. 3D performance. <laughs> oh. You know? Yeah. I mean, if 1D is not he enough. He really just like pops out of the screen. Sure. Because of yeah. his vibrance and talents. Wow. Yeah, really beating around the bush. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, great choice. So my choice, um, which I know you love because you're a fan of shark movies, you're a fan of cooking, you're a fan of parrots, maybe not that last one. Um, is it a parrot? Fine. Yeah, um, it's a parrot who may or may not yeah. be real, according to some. Scholars. Oh, interesting. So if you haven't already guessed, I am choosing LL Cool J, rapper turned serious actor in Deep Blue Sea, uh, an incredible a- movie. Shout out to the Shark Sisterhood. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's yes, one so. of our go-tos every year we watch it. Yeah, and this is usually the kickoff, kickoff movie, maybe? actually a really good film. I- it's so good. Uh, it's usually our last one, actually. Oh, uh, okay. Closing night mm-hmm. film. Yeah, Sharknado first. Yeah. And then something serious like Deep Blue Sea at the end. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We um, got to go movie- the full rainbow. Full rainbow. Yeah. Do you it- ever watch like documentaries on sharks? <laughs> God no. Okay. <laughs> Making sure. I mean, they're not. It's not that those I mean, are unless bad. you count like five-headed shark a documentary. Mm. Sharktopus. Then yes. No. Well, there's there's the special thing about the sharks in this movie is that they're really smart and they're so smart, <laughs> smart sharks. that they just jump out of the water, eat uh, Sam Jackson uh, while he's giving some scientific explanation for things. So that was a big shock when they killed off the most famous star in the movie pretty early on spoiler alert oh well that's redacted um but l cool j is kind of like the grounding uh light-hearted fun presence in the movie is very likable um am i allowed to shout out a different podcast during this yeah (laughs) sure yeah as long as the ew um weekly (laughs) approves of it yeah yeah, yeah. i'll I'll run it by them first but there's a very good episode about deep blue sea on how did this get made it's one of my favorite episodes and I just, I always think about it. Great That's podcast. Do you think um, of the movies we've watched for this, there's definitely been some overlap. Mm-hmm. This one, I doubt they've done, but they certainly could have. Not uh, Deep Blue Sea, um, uh, Queen, Queen of, of the, the Damned. Damned. Yeah, yeah, no, they definitely haven't done it. But yes, it is one that I think they would do. And I think June would be very confused by it. And yeah, that would be very fun. Cool. Well, I'll text, um, I'll text my friend Jason and see if we can get it lined up. Oh, my boy, Jace. Yeah. Um, side Dukes. note, I worked so, for LL Cool J once. You worked for LL Cool J? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. I was, what? On, I was on a conference call with him once. What? Yeah. <laughs> what for? Yeah. How was it? Uh, boomdizzle.com. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a social was media cool? plat- Was he LL Cool? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Oh, my God. That's he was so chill. cool. Nice. Yeah. It's a social media platform for hip hop artists. No, that's dope. That was cool. Right on. That's my choice. Um, that's not co-signed, your choice. Co-signed by Derek. Oh, yeah. What that is, is your choice. That Sorry. is my I choice. Yeah. Jamie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of be. our choices so far. This one's all right. pretty tough. All right, Derek. What's your, what's your choice? All right. So uh, this one came to me immediately. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called Alpha Dog with Justin Timberlake. Okay, not social it's network. That, yeah. It's like that drug movie, right? Or skateboarder yeah, yeah. movie? It's yeah, it's it, 
maybe both. <laughs> I forget. I, might I be definitely know of, that it's related to drugs. I think Alpha it's Dog gritty... is drugs, and then Lords of Dogtown is skateboarding. Yeah, yes. he's not in that. I'm just confusing. Um, I'm so just Justin Timberlake. So I guess the pre- well, the premise is that uh, somebody doesn't pay for the drugs that they bought like Mm. a a large amount. So they kidnap the kid's brother. Mm. And then Justin Timberlake plays like the right hand man of the kind of the drug Lord and watches the kid. But then the kid gets kind of cabin fever or not cabin fever. What is it called? Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. So he starts enjoying the life that, that he's Mm. kind of been put into. Who is the RAP actor? Anton Yelchin. Oh no! Yes, he's the one who plays. Chekhov That's who gets kidnapped. In, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In Star Trek, no. yeah. Like also tragic. R.I.P. He died in a very sad, upsetting. Yeah, too. a car just God. rolled over rolled him. back into him. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, so yeah. just uh, this doesn't really add to my uh, whether I should win or not. But Bruce, all Willis the more is reason to it. say it. I Olivia love Wilde Bruce Willis and Amanda Seyfried. Oh, is this in is it? a really good it's cast. Interesting yeah, cast. So. It's good, man. I, I would just recommend watching it. That means JT and Seyfried worked together twice because they were also in, in time together, right? Yes. Yeah, I was trying to think of the name of that. that oh, movie. and Olivia Wilde. All wow. three of them are in In Time. So I would have um, gone. That's crazy. <laughs> I would have gone with um, Social Network, uh, kind of maybe his breakout role but this one's like definitely shows the range that yeah. he he has in terms of this is like a gritty serious movie he's not trying to be charismatic really um, well not like a great actor and yeah yeah so and because we're in the 2002s uh uh-huh. this, this movie came out around then so i was trying to stick with uh with the time yeah too. and when did when did deep blue sea come out jimmy 90 something Late 90s. 98? Yeah. 99. Um, yeah. So all in the vicinity, except for Labyrinth, of course. Um, all right. Well, Ashley's not here, so we'll let Jamie start off by where do you think Queen of the Dam falls in this hierarchy here? It's tough. Yeah, honestly. It's by far the worst movie. Well, I mean, Alpha Dog, your mileage may vary, but that's what I would say is I think she sells the performance just as much as any of our other choices, but the movie is not so good. So it lets her, well, like, even though you you could theoretically have a really enjoyable performance within a bad movie. And that is the case here. I just don't think it's enough of a performance. Like it's not, if she were in it for longer and actually the star of it, then yes, I would hands down, give it to her, but because Mm -hmm. she is, and if she had a career afterwards, which yeah, you know, which she would not have saying that lightly, she absolutely would have. I think yeah. she would have been a shiny star. Um, but because she's underutilized for obvious reasons, and then also the movie was just a mess in general, and probably didn't utilize her properly anyway. Yeah, she doesn't get my number one pick, unfortunately. Okay. Well, I'm gonna put her in last for now. Um, I mean. It's probably going to come down in fairness. I mean, Derek has the most uh, at stake with Alpha Dog, but I don't have a strong opinion on that movie. I mean, we do like Timberlake in general, but if we're kind of zeroing in on one performance. Um, that is why Timberlake will have to go next for me. Okay. Uh, I actually love Justin Timberlake is problematic in 
some ways that I am make me really mad but he is a very good performer and he's so good at comedy and drama he's one of those actors that I always rant about how comedic actors can do both and I really do think he is at heart a comedic actor Mm -hmm. um but because his career in acting is so like chartable like he has like a solid career and he's good in pretty much everything he's in it's not like as singular of a performance that I like from like LL or David Bowie. So he was named, um, I think yeah. in 2002, named Sexiest Man Alive and featured on the cover of EW magazine countless <laughs> times. Um, but as I was researching highlights of 2002, him being uh, sec- some shirtless edition, uh, maybe it was Rolling Stone. Um, well, if he wins, then this contest is rigged. Yeah. So there's much shit that I gave you before the podcast about specifying the exact terms or, you know, the exact verbiage. One performance. Yeah. This is not a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, exactly. So I, I fucked this one up because it's definitely (laughs) not his best performance. It's a good choice though. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Anyway. Well, and it's the one that came. Like these, like if it were about career, then JT would win hands down. Yeah. But yeah, I'm Okay. okay with uh third. Okay. Or so, even last. Honestly, Aaliyah should be third. Okay, that's fair. Based um, off favorite performance or best performance. I yeah. like that. I like that. All right. Well, now we have a head-to-head showdown between <sighs> Bowie and, and Cool J. Yeah, and Jamie and myself. Um, As always. I, I mean, you're in a great position to choose because if you're going to be honest with yourself and not choose yours to spite me, um, I'm not saying you have to, but it's going to be difficult. You have the most kind of emotional investment in these two movies. I, I like the labyrinth. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it's called labyrinth. Yes. Even better. Um, <laughs> you just, you just JT me drop the, the, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I will, um, I will defer to you, uh, between two movies you obviously love, um, and two performances you love. Uh, <laughs> I think, James, wah, 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 wah. I think James wins. <laughs> My thinking noise jeopardy. Okay. Here's the thing. I think David Bowie's performance is better. Mm-hmm. Because he sort of has more emotional range during yeah. it. But I love Deep Blue Sea and I love LL Cool J in it. And I also, stole this from you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's that too. I really had to scramble for my backup QB here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I rigged it. I will, I will go with LL. Because I also think that LL's career, like I'm going to put that in as part of my thing too. He's had a television career, but like on NCIS and David Bowie's movie career, while very like a short list is very all over the place Mm -hmm. and more interesting. Yep. So I think LL. I'm jumping in here. I, this is our favorite performance by a musician turned actor. Which one is your favorite? Not career-wise. As an actor. SVU or whatever LL's in. Boomdizzle.com. 
take that out yeah. of the picture. Yeah, LL's this is not in... his favorite performance on a Zoom call with Derek. Yeah. <laughs> LL is in one of the NCIS spinoffs, I think. NCIS. Um, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm so stressed out. These always stress me out. <laughs> uh, yeah, just follow your heart. Well, I want to give it to both of them because David Bowie is the better they performance, but I love LL Cool J in Deep Blue Sea. All right. All right. So LL we have a winner. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it to Damn. LL. Wow. Sorry, Bowie. Pour yeah. some out for you. Aaliyah, pour some yeah. out. Honestly. Also, oh, yeah. and Derek, and pour some out like, for uh, some Anton out. Yelchin. Pour some yeah. on that. Gone too soon. All of bare these. leather chest of yours. Okay. So <laughs> let's play um, a little a little um, of the credit song for Deep Blue Sea as performed by none other than BoomDizzle.com Survivor LL Cool J. You made this song for the film? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> It's a throwback to when they used to recap the movie in the credit songs. <laughs> it's pretty good, it. actually. Also, I yeah. can't, I can't let go of a shark movie. Yeah. You know? All right, Shark Sisterhood. That's right. Okay, we'll be happy well, with you. Congrats. That's it, Drew. Thank you, thank you. Um, shark Sisterhood. I'd like to thank um, Ashley for not being here because she would have certainly <laughs> voted for David Bowie. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I get a chance to shine. So that's it for Rank the Blank this week, sponsored, not really, by EW Magazine, not the website. Do not visit their website, whatever you do. Subscribe, rush out to your nearest Walgreens and get a paper copy and pull out the little, do paper pull out the card, fill out yeah, your address, mail it in, right. and I did let, that. let the rewards roll in. So that's why thank I'm on you. the run. Yeah. Yeah, they'll find you after this <laughs> takes off. Oh, as um, if I given you my real name. Hey, well, jokes on you. All right, um, long con. I like it. <laughs> so, let's um, let's jump back to our feature presentation. Okay, now that a little bit of time has passed, you don't need to know how much. We're going to look in at the box office and the reception and some of the um, buzz surrounding this movie, if there is any. So box office wise, um, how do you all think it did? <laughs> Poorly. You might be surprised to know it was really? the number one <gasps> box office performer of the week of 2022. So Queen of the Dance on the poster. I'm not surprised. That yeah. makes sense too because Aaliyah has pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a February release. This time of um, in movie uh, history, this was kind of like not the most prestigious time frame for new releases. So it did well. It didn't flop. That's for sure. Um, I don't know how long it's going to sustain in the box office. Uh, let me see how. Where's Crossroads at? Um, <laughs> Crossroads, I think, is at number three. So two musical the... artists coming out with films. It's yeah, Brittany. And Crossroads, well, Brittany do... actually sings in it, though. Oh, it's at number five. So it's dropping quickly, but she's still alive. Um, but anyway, it made it made a little money. So, John Q with Denzel is at number two. Uh, kind of related. Yeah. Back in 
2002 uh <laughs> when you were not when you were younger uh i am losing my words <laughs> um ADR. back in the day when you looked at movie posters like would you base what you would purchase and go see based off the movie poster if you um, didn't see the commercials or the the trailers on tv I, I I would base it on the interviews in EW, um, just like if they had a big feature. Now um, that segment is done. Dude, like, they are yeah. gonna pay us a ton. <laughs> yeah, we are just the subscriptions are rolling in, um, and hopefully that eight week trial still, still stands. Yeah. yeah, and you get access to exclusive screenings and mm. etc. Um, I think what you're describing definitely happened at video stores at Best Buy where where you work allegedly. Um, and so I would like make impulsive purchases, but if I was going to go to the theater, I would have known more about sure. the the movie. I mean, it would have to be a kind of an event. I wasn't actually going to the theater nearly as much as I do now as a full-time time traveling podcast movie watcher. So James, is that what's on your business card? Yep. <laughs> Concise. Um, I do love a good poster, uh, but I will say trailers have always been my game, okay. but a good poster has on occasion, I would think drawn me in for sure. Yeah. Or a bad poster is like, mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good question, so, Derek. Um, well, thank how do you. Think, I'm special. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do y'all think this movie? I mean, speaking of things that draw people in, um, the critical response to this movie was fill in the blank. Sexy. Is this where I <laughs> sexy? Haha, <laughs> 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 poorly again. Uh, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> so it squirted uh, into the <laughs> hearts and souls of 17% of the, Oof, the, uh... the, the critics that saw it. Um, the other, uh, what, 73%? Is that the right math? Didn't, no. didn't, didn't have a, a strong uh, liquid based reaction to it. 83? <laughs> 83 there you go uh wait yes 83 yes now um, today baby yeah well <laughs> that's one for you so we um we've been talking to anybody that will answer our questions on the street and um there's there's a few fans here and there if you if you find the right uh metal club that saw this movie and, and, and liked it. I think people are buying Derek is the soundtrack selling at all at, at, uh, old Best oh, Buy. I like hotcakes. I've stocked it. I think, yeah. uh, two or we're sold. And then <laughs> two I think, or were two, yeah. two, two were, two were. Two, okay. Somebody, <laughs> the old tour. Somebody bought two. One person bought one and then another person <laughs> bought one. That wow. Same person. Matt. Uh, <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah, I'd say the soundtrack is probably um, going to have a more of a legacy than the movie. This, um, speaking of legacy, is this a new release or old news? Something we ask ourselves each week. I'll start with Derek. Well, I, I didn't care for the movie of The Queen of the Damned mm. at all. I'll start with Anne Rice. Uh, I begged no. the studio not to make that movie. I told them that the readers really didn't want that movie. What they <laughs> wanted was a, was a movie based on the Vampire Lestat, the second book in the series. And the studio went on and made the movie, and the movie was not really based on my work. They mm. used the names of the characters, but they replaced original material with 
material that they had written for them by a scriptwriter. And the movie was a great disappointment to most of my readers. That's how I feel about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this definitely came out peak, like, studios cherry picking and ripping apart original works, right? To make a movie happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that sucks for her. And also, at the end of that interview, oh, I'm going to mention it because it makes me so mad. Like, she talks about how she still gets, like, letters from fans yelling at her about how she could let this movie be made, even though it's not it wasn't in her hands mm. at all. Yeah, yep. And that's so mean. That's what kind of mean nerd thing is it to write your favorite author and yell at them for something they had no control over? Like that just that's shitty and it sucks. And I yeah. hate that. I yeah, hate those that are for ignorant, her. ignorant fans. Well, now it's times a million in so with, with social media access. Yeah. Like these are the true fans that had to actually like physically right. mail physically. something yeah i think they're just ignorant <laughs> like they 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 don't i mean yeah they just it shows how much they care which is nice but but it's obviously an, an inappropriate direction of their toxic you know anger at the wrong person i mean you know they're just un, they're just uninformed to to not realize she had no control or involvement even though her name is used in the marketing materials so i guess she got paid um because that's well, how yeah, but once you sell something like unless you have some sort of contract where you are heavily involved i would assume you get no real say in it yeah, that's yeah I'm, it marketing just, that's a way to sell it to her fans by putting her name on it you know? yeah like i'm not letting them off the hook i'm just saying her name is attached to the movie so yeah. they might have they might have incorrectly assumed she had some creative input but But even if they did, like, if that is fully the story she wanted to be told, which it wasn't, sure. But, like, that's still, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it sucks for sure. But, well, we know now how, you know, big, big name movie makers, producers and shit will, you know, fuck up. Butcher something. Yeah. Yeah. Butchers, exactly. Butcher books. We've definitely evolved past anyone. Not a sponsor. (laughs) <laughs> we, no we we know like where this is heading so I'm, I'm yeah it's, yeah this is like it's interesting to hear someone talking about it this early on i guess in terms yeah. of without social media without any sort of pre really pre hashtag yeah. snyder cut yeah so okay anyway. well that's um well that's ann rice's answer old news that for her mine. derek agrees <laughs> okay. yeah I jamie agree her. sorry i'm not gonna take her jamie answer. you definitely had the most positive things to say about the movie early on so uh yes but i uh would say old old news yeah i think we're gonna be unanimous here yeah um it's fun hopefully gonna be fun to revisit this time in cinematic history 20 years previous 2002 um but it's also a hitter a very choppy hit or miss time it's nostalgic for certain movies this one i don't think is going to really uh ignite a nostalgia for very many <laughs> for very many people no. so unfortunately old news all the way around legacy or remake potential here uh netflix series any kind of um, revival needed i mean vampire the vampire genre hasn't gone anywhere so it could be mining coming isn't there a new interview with the vampire show right now, even? That's right. There we go. Yeah. So Anne Rice, the Anne Rice verse 
is still alive and in, in kicking. And yeah, actually I'm kind of excited for that. It's so, it's crazy. I think interview with a vampire came out in the early nineties, maybe 94. And you know, you've got Kirsten Dunst, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. That's just a, that's a, um, like best case scenario adaptation of a really popular book series where you almost like got stars that were bigger somehow than the material itself. So we're early back. on in their careers. Yeah. You got something for us there? I'm Julia Cunningham. Kyle Anderson is here. I am. And legend Anne Rice has joined us on the couch, oh. which is such an honor to be sitting with you. Well, thank you very much. We flanked you just nice. in case you try and run away. We like won't allow it. Why would she run away? That doesn't, <laughs> we're perfectly nice people. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. I will not run away. Fair enough. I mean, um, you know, when you first started writing about Lestat, did you imagine that you would still be no, writing? No, I, I sure didn't. I really? Mean, <laughs> Cough is a series eight years later when I wrote The Vampire Lestat, the sequel to interview. Anyway, I thought there was going to be some juice in there to squirt. Yeah, well, you can squirt it right out of here. So <laughs> Jesus. let's do our um, rankings. This movie is how early 2000s on a scale of one to two. Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't exactly know how to do this one. Do you want to do one to 102, one to uh, 2002? How should, we, how should we do it for this six-week time period? One to 2002. <laughs> Okay, so on a scale of one to two. Uh, well, yeah, the zeros. Or two I mean, well, you could oh, do one to two. Yeah. Um, I'm th I think it should be 2002. Okay, that's the easiest to remember. It's, it's ridiculous of yeah. a scale, but. Yeah, so I just like it. use your imagination and, you know, 1001 is a halfway point. Mm. <laughs> I got, I redeemed myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, Did you get the calculator out for yeah. that? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is taken into ah. consideration the fashion, the music, the actors, oh, and the, the tropes, like the tropes being like vampire genre stuff, um, all the tropes related to those three things I just it's mentioned. So this is going to be high. Early aughts. Like it's not Always, good, but it's. Exactly. This has nothing uh, to do with how much we like the movie. This is how much it is a product of its time. And it is like Whew. Yeah. the music aspect of it really makes it a, a high number. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking 1002. Hmm. No, that's 2000. That's like, high. yeah. No, like yeah, 1009. Like 1900. Yeah. <laughs> this scale is going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. um, like its weakest point is the fact that the actors aren't very like Acting. memorably early right thoughts, you know i mean like, well no if you count Aaliyah's music career yeah yeah Aaliyah. but like balance that against like the 12 other people yeah who have more lines than her there's not a brand name actor yeah um maybe just, we just should do 102 <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll decide next week when ashley's okay. back with the yeah, final scale is going to be full but team um okay uh, so let's uh, uh, i i think it's somewhere in the 1900s yeah, I would agree. Hmm. Um, so we'll just do 1902 for now. Cool. I wanted no, to get leaves. a two in there at least. Yeah, of course. This is a this podcast is sponsored by the number two. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not fake. Yeah. Come at yeah. us, two number two, if you want to. Yeah, they pay us in $2 uh, bills. Two, 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 two. Yeah, exactly. And we only take number twos. Uh, <laughs> geez. Oh, oh dumps? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Let's talk. Um, let's talk merchandising for ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. We have a really successful, really lucrative, really desirable um, gift shop, the new release gift shop, where we take things that are related to the movies and merchandise them. So we've got things like um, a cross from Cruel Intentions that blows bubbles instead of holds drugs. Oh, that's um, we've got a Brendan Fraser Chia pet. We've got art sacks. You were around for the conception of those, Jamie. I'm pretty sure uh, I invented those. Yeah, yeah, you're getting those royalty oh. checks, right? Yeah. Or are they going straight to EW? I EW, don't know. yeah, they yeah, have they... a what is it, like a freeze on my. Yeah, they've intercepted. They've yeah. intercepted your royalty the checks because believe my... me, you would, you probably wouldn't be on this podcast. You'd be no, I'd be too rich. A private island, yeah. Yeah, um, you'd be in with you know in Mars, so mm-hmm. and or on either way, um, you can inside, afford it. Just like yeah, chilling, just like <laughs> all <chilling> right. Dough. <laughs> Um, what are we going to merchandise shop from online this? via Instagram at new release podcast? There we go. Yeah. Thank you, Derek. Jesus. Um, I'm you're nailing your nailing the ADR this week. <laughs> um, yeah. What do we want to, what do we want to offer? James? What? I don't know. Like fake fangs or like a, like a Capri sun, but with <laughs> a drink that looks like blood in it. Should okay. it be music or, related or you're getting a lot more creative than I what I was thinking. Why don't we do a um oh, oh, wah, 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 cushion? It's oh, like, like a, a whoopee cushion, cushion, but it does wah, wah, Can we play you, the actual did we play the actual noise so that it makes sense in a context? Yeah, ADR that in there. Uh jeez. I think what it's is, disturbed. It's a disturbed, disturbed song. Yeah, it's down it's on the, the soundtrack yeah come on come on so we're gonna all right check it you feel that yeah i can <laughs> it's gonna be a little while before it, it gets to the drew do it at the same time get ready oh wow. what's yours wow. Yeah, that's better. You were saying wow, 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 wow. I know. I didn't know. I, I didn't know how it went. Um, okay, so we have a wah, ah, 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 cushion. Um, I love it. That's yeah. great. Sure. Cool. Um, well, I'm sure those are. Uh, we'll send you a complimentary one, Jamie, for you to you. sit on for all future appearances. I will. So you don't have to painstakingly move your mouth. You can just move your butt. Um, I love it to, to make the sound. As if that's and, not what happens already. Yeah. Am I talking out of my butt? <laughs> <laughs> Number two is so um, Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's okay. I have a very, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. I guess all that's left is to um, talk about what we're going to watch next week. This is a another genre movie. Um, we're going from vampires to zombies and also venturing into the prestigious space of video game adaptations into movies. So we had a book. Added, adapted into a mediocre movie. Now we're going to have a video game adapted into a hopefully excellent movie. Give the trailer for a start. On March 15th, you're all going to die down here. The evil is rising. There's no way I'm going down there. The is spreading, and our chance for survival is running out. Oh, my God. 
Resident Evil. Okay. Rated R in theaters everywhere March 15th. All right. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about the movie and our history with the games and this whole franchise, pretty much. So that's going to be fun. Um, are you all stoked for that? Yeah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Yes. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I already forgot how to do it again. Um, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah. Always insert. I am um, stoked. I saw this cool. in theaters. I love the video game franchise. Uh, the actor in this film, I think, forget what her name is but Mila Jovovich yeah she's very beautiful does I, I mean this didn't suck for being a, a, a <laughs> video game High price. movie turned yeah into enjoyable a film, um, a video game turned into film yeah I've seen every other most every other Resident Evil movie I think they were some of my first like dipping my toes into like the horror franchise yeah. scene obviously they're not really super scary although I think the first one might be and that's why I've always avoided it mm, until now yeah. Uh, at the same time, I was playing uh, Resident Evil Nemesis. Yep. And the the main boss in the film is is Nemesis, so it was pretty fucking rad to see it. Well, they get to screen. that later in the movie franchise, I want to say, or do they introduce? We'll f- we'll find out next week. Let's not yeah. give too much away. So, if you want to follow along with that discussion and everything else in this 2002 six week time period and beyond, then you should search new release on Spotify or Apple, or anywhere else you get podcast, and subscribe and rate us with as many stars as the platform allows. Anyway, Jamie? Yo. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Pew, oh, pew, pew. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. Maybe that's just the new voice of Ashley. We can we can ADR all of her lines in. I love this. If she doesn't get her voice back. James, um, you want to really do it? That's a wrap? Pew, pew, cool. pew? Bye. Honestly, bangers only on this soundtrack. Yeah. talk about the fact that Lestat's singing voice is the lead singer of Korn. <laughs> <laughs>